Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Just Jack and Will early and ad-free. Find Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know, kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amic slash you know. Your name is Eric McCormick. You are known by many names. Sean Hayes, Sean P. Hayes, Sean Patrick Hayes, mm-hmm. Sean Peter Hayes, and sometimes Arthur <laughs> Montgomery. Sure, but primarily. Primarily Sean Hayes, sure. Yeah, good. So we've got that figured out. We now know who we are. We know what we're here to do. We're going to talk about Will and Grace 209. I never promised you an olive garden. And we'll be talking to actor, gossip girl, and you heartthrob, Penn Badgley, who at age 13 played one of the school bullies for us. It is going to be so much fun. It's Just Jack and Will. Theme song. Welcome back, everybody, to Just Jack and Will, where Sean and I are going to go through a Will and Grace episode every single week. And mm-hmm. we're having a damn fine time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about this week's episode, what's uh, what's going on with you? Well, you know, I had a lovely dinner last night with some friends, and we were discussing how instead of a New Year's resolution, we should pick one word to be our guide for the year. Someone said... Like, you know, you put it on your computer or you put mm. it up there and you oh, and you focus on that one thing like all the time, every day, whatever. I feel, I feel like there should be many, many words, but that was the thing we were talking about at the dinner table. Interesting. And someone said compassion, which is really yeah. nice. A couple of people said patience. And one of those people was me. Cause I'm, you know me, I'm a little bit impatient. Yeah, yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. Could be, <laughs> so, there was a, um, a really funny person at the table who said... Um, it was a, it was a it was a kid and he yeah. was like he was like nine eight nine ten something like that, and he said um severance is severance a word just like that <laughs> everybody <laughs> died laughing it was the best joke of the whole thing by the end of twenty twenty four he'll have no one in his life <laughs> yeah. day by Aww, day yeah, yeah. just cutting everybody off yeah my it, word is severance yeah that's funny. That is funny. I don't know. It's like a nice thing. It's like, you know, there's all the, also those, you know, those little bags where you pick out a word every day. Like, like, you know. Right. I don't know. I've done, I did that once for like a week and I was like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> it's, yeah. a lot, it's a lot to add to my daily schedule. I got to brush my teeth. I got to take a shower and then I got to pick a word out of a bag and, and then do that. <laughs> I don't know. I was too impatient to do, to, to follow it through. You brush your teeth every day, huh? Yeah. How about you? Oh, by the you way. Are, you know what? You are dedicated. I am dentent dental. You are like a dog with a bone when it comes to things like that. I got to put my thing back in. What are you, oh, you're doing that thing again? I forgot to put it back in. 
I know, but you can wait till afterwards. Sorry, yeah. putting in the is the, the the what's it called Invisalign. Invisalign. So, but now, now I go, can go ahead say can. say severance now. Severance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's time for just, just facts. facts. Guys, this is 209. I never promised you an Olive Garden. The writers are John Canale and Tracy Post, also known as... Just the twins, yeah. Um, original air date was December 14th. Wow, 1999. First of all, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i go on about this uh, a lot. I loved this episode. I loved it. <clears throat> I remember loving it, and I loved it even more seeing I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, following up on a question from our listener, Tim, last week about the production orders versus the air dates of these episodes, which I think eventually worked itself out in later seasons, but kind of nutty, these first two. Um, this is the one episode that moved the most, uh, at least in season two. It was supposed, we shot it third and it didn't air till ninth or something like that. And unlike some other episodes that were held back or moved forward, this one had actually been completed and scheduled to air as the third episode mm -hmm. uh, earlier in October, but uh, I remember this very well. All of the October NBC shows uh, yeah. were preempted for the World Series that year. I remember So that. this eventually aired as the only new Will & Grace episode in December of 99, um, and then the next episode of that wouldn't be a, a whole other month before that aired. I so. mean, boy, they really got it together, those programming people. <laughs> I just, I remember... My mother called, my mother loved baseball, but still she would call and go, what is going on? Why is there, why is there not a new episode? Yeah, right. I, I, I don't program it, mom. I, really I know, don't. I can't, I, I can't believe, anyway, we talked, I mean, talked about it already, but she's yeah. like killing the momentum of a show because of other stuff. But anyway, but it didn't yeah. hurt us. It was like, it was great. Um, yeah. yeah, I still have all of Will and Grace on VHS because every week they'd give us a, They'd give us, hey, this is going to be, this is the one coming oh up this week. Oh, my God. I found it the other day, and it's a huge, unnecessary box of plastic. But <laughs> I, That's I, wild. Yeah. You have them all on VHS? On VHS. If anybody wants to buy them, uh, you know, just... Uh, five bucks. I'll give you five, five bucks right now. Five dollars. I'll, so I'll give you five bucks. I'll give you five bucks so you don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will uh, and Grace, this one. This one is uh, Will and Grace getting hot water with their friends Rob and Ellen when they meet a new hipster couple and are attracted to their rock star lifestyle. Meanwhile, Jack has some bullying in his past to get over in order to accompany Karen to her stepkids' parent-teacher conference. Silly, silly, crazy. But I can't wait to talk about it because it's so good. Um, featuring our frequent guest stars, Tom Gallup and Lee Ellen Baker, as Rob and Ellen, who are really funny in this, and so I really funny. like the for both them and for Will and Grace, the, the there's an emotional quality to this story that say didn't exist in you know in game playing episodes or the bowling episode. You know, this is like really a thing where it's like right. we're bored of our friends. It's oh. it gave them a lot to play, but comedically mm -hmm. and otherwise. Yeah, um, Steve Valentine as Kai, who uh, shortly thereafter went on to star on Crossing Jordan for many years, mm -hmm. um, but. Steve and I actually became buddies after this, after this oh, episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, we'd see each other at NBC events, and he'd say, hey, remember when I did your show? But he's a really good actor and Amazing actor. a wonderful magician. Like, really? Kick-ass, close-up magician. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, well, he's got the hair for to be a... I know, yeah. He's got, he's got a great magician's look. Um, haven't seen him in a while, but hi, Steve. Well, hi, Steve. There. We're talking about um, you. Tamlin Tomita as Naomi, his uh, his uh, uh, girlfriend in this, uh, who worked in a lot of things. Big career, dating back to Karate Kid 2, The Joy Luck Club, 24, The Good Doctor. Uh, gorgeous in this episode. Yeah, 
She, yeah, she's great. And JT Larson as uh, Just John. <laughs> I mean, I tried to look him up on the internet because I was like, oh my God, I remember that kid. What happened to him? He's so good. And, yeah, he was really, really good. And how do you find some, somebody like that? But anyway, they, Tracy Lillianfield, our great casting director, found him. Yeah. Um, and then as the bullies, uh, our guest, Penn Badgley, today, he's boy number one, uh, who had a name of Todd. He was on Gossip Girl, Eric's favorite show, You. You. Easy A, many others. Also, Julius Ritter as boy number two, uh, whose name was Curtis. If anybody's keeping score about their names. Um, he's did, he did a little more acting, but he's uh, more of a writer-director today. Um, anyway, it's I can't wait to see Penn. Uh, he did another, I did another podcast quite a while ago called Hypochondriactor, and he was so nice to come on there, too. Oh, that's but, great. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but so good. It was, I, I can't wait. On this day. December 14th, 1999, the day mm -hmm. the, uh, this episode aired. We're mm -hmm. not going to talk about number one in the charts because no. uh, we're just getting, we, we're sick of it. Mm -hmm. We're sick of that song uh, every week. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, you know, we don't get any money for promoting that song and, no. and, and probably there's enough already. But congratulations to whoever. What's it called, what's whoever it called again? Oh, we're not saying it. Okay, that's right. Also in the charts, <clears throat> I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden, Hot mm -hmm. Boys by Missy Elliott. And yeah. down at number 18, but on its way to becoming an eventual number one hit, Christina Aguilera with What a Girl Wants. <laughs> like all that, all the runs. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Amazing what she can do with that voice. Yeah. Uh, the box office, The Green Mile, Tom Hanks, number one. Uh, Toy Story 2, still number two. Uh, so it's a really good season for Tom Hanks. Jeez. Yeah. Just hit after hit. The New York Post had an interesting article from, did you read this, Johnny, from this date? It was uh, the day the episode aired. No. Uh, and the headline was, Clever TV Fans Take Turns Taking Big Swings at network nonsense. It's, it's a long article, but it's basically about, about um, a brand new uh, website called jumptheshark.com, mm. uh, which gives fans a chance to compare notes about their favorite TV series and particularly, you know, ones that are starting to go downhill or whatever. But it's- oh, that's it a, just, What a lovely, what a lovely invention. <laughs> lovely invention. Well, <laughs> it, it could only go downhill from there, as we know. But it's just interesting to, to remember that when we were starting this show, they're just, you could write a letter yeah, NBC, yeah. But but the the uh, the technology to respond instantly the way we have now is in its infancy. Uh huh. Uh, somebody, so you just the, wrote uh, in and what? And you just said, hey, this show started going bad at well, this episode. You would go, I mean, it's, it's, it was a website, so people could. I mean, like executives, for instance, could pay attention to it or not. I'm sure that they uh -huh. did to say, oh, this is uh oh. Now the audience has got their hands on on the levers. And uh, um, Lee Goldberg, who is a producer at CBS uh, at Martial Law, he said about 1% of the suggestions are useful. The other 99% are not that polite. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah. the beginning of social media. <laughs> it's the beginning of social media. It's the beginning of nameless, faceless people being mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. jumptheshark.com. Wonderful. Yes. But that's interesting. You know, it's interesting. If you if you ask somebody for, like in our in our business, you know, you get notes, which means, you know, you, you get like, how do you, how would you describe a note? Think just something to improve on, right? You right. get a note. Yeah. yeah. And, network but if you, notes or whatever. Network, yeah. And so, but if you ask somebody for a note, you will get one. If you don't, you won't get one. So don't ask anybody for their opinion. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's how I live my life. I didn't ask. So um, anyway, that's what was happening in 99. When we come back, it's all voiceovers and hangovers. And I never promised you an Olive Garden. Stick around. It's just Jack. And Will. Now, 
Now this is the this is the part of the show. Yeah. Where you and I do some of our our dialogue from this episode. Yeah. We, we have none. None zero. And your first scene with Karen, We're which the four of us are in the office. Uh, we, you guys look at us as, as, as sort of look with a pathetic oh, yeah, look on comment. Yeah. But we never have a line together, so. You just leave. All right, how about mm. that? We start in a Chinese restaurant. Lee Allen Baker is really funny in this scene. Yeah. Uh, She's got like a lot of funny stuff. And as we said before, I love the two of them together. They had their own, they were almost like the third, like, like there's Will and Grace, there's Jack and Karen. And yeah. then when Rob and Ellen were on, they had their own comedic rhythm that always made me laugh. Uh, right. But yes, really funny in this. Um, and Deb, particularly funny, saying dim sum. Like, I'll have dim sum and dim some more. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> and just the look on, on uh, Robin Ellen's face is hysterical. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they can't, they don't, they're not interested at all in this food. By the way, I was watching it wanting all of the food. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I've not had a whole lot of dim sum in my life. Um, it's so good. It's so good. Um, uh, and then uh, I love that. <laughs> by the way, Olive Garden, they, they talk about going, you know, the Olive Garden. It's still a punchline today. Sure. I mean, it's still, you know, it started way back then. It was like, it was funny to mention the Olive Garden. I don't know, yeah. it was wild. But just, and just the idea of of corporate America, the, the the restaurant version of corporate America as as fancy. The Red Lobster can also be the same punchline. You know, those yeah, restaurants yeah, yeah. that people go, that's, oh, that's fancy. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Right, very fancy. And then I love the, by the way, when the, you know, towards the end of the scene, when you guys do that voiceover thing, I, it's okay. and her and their voices—it's hysterical. I loved the voiceover thing. I'd forgotten all about it. I, I did think too. we have it a few more times in the course of the series, but not very often. But yeah. this one just made me laugh out loud. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, uh, so you, anyways, you, you, they convince you guys to leave and uh, go to the Olive Garden, right? Uh, they, yes, they think they do, and then they realize that we're not going anywhere, right? And they leave us with a plan to uh, see them tomorrow, and we stay with, with the cool couple. Right, right, right. I love that the one line I really liked. This is it's great writing. When, uh, Ellen says, "Why are we sitting with the with the weirdos?" It's and it's, Grace says, "It's family style." And I say, "Yeah, family style." Later, the waiters come over and tell you what a disappointment you are to them. Yeah, that was really funny. Love that. I love that too. Um, and then I love that they bet. That it's always funny. Pay up at the yeah. end. <laughs> it's the. Uh, <laughs> The other couple of bets that I'm gay. And they're right. Right. And then Grace's office, uh, you know, you, you're telling us about your new friends. <laughs> and then. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a weird little scene because it's all four of us. Mm-hmm. And yet you guys are basically almost an audience for our strange little thing back and forth and the phone and the blah, 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 and lying to, to uh, Robin Ellen. Right. And then finally, when we go, um, Karen's got that great line of like, why is she always hanging around here? Yeah, I know, right? I, right. I laughed out loud at that one. I did too. Um, and and also, but I love I love your. What was the reason you left the scene? I love what, when the writers always write us a reason to enter or leave. And yours this time was, hey, let's go get a coffee. <laughs> Something yes, exactly. I'll buy you a latte. <laughs> uh, and uh, she, she's gone for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I love this. One of the things I loved here. First of all, we have we we reference Peter Gabriel. And Elvis Costello in the mm-hmm. same scene, which made me very happy. I'd forgotten about it, and I love them both. Mm-hmm. But I'm particularly a huge Elvis Costello fan, um, and he gets a lot of play in this episode. He comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we're, we're going to go with uh, Kai and Naomi to uh, 
to see him. And we got backstage passes. Uh, I know. And then the, the flip side of your conversation, by the way, the whole episode is so well written. And, the, and when uh, they flip to Alan and Rob, uh, your conversation, and I just, I laughed at um, Tom Gallup's exit as he's carrying the casserole. Because he walks right by the lens of the camera, la like <laughs> laughing in a very large way. It made me really, it made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously they built a tiny little... You could only shoot it from one side, a right. uh, little kitchen for them, because it's right. just a phone call. And Jimmy's like, ah, oh, just, just give me one camera. And, yeah. and so they, you just can see a little fridge, a little counter. But right. it's but it made me laugh just that we, I don't think we ever again go to their their kitchen in the course of the series. But, right. but there they were in their nice little suburban kitchen. And then we plant the seed for the Jack and Karen story, which is she wants me to go. She says to a spa day, I'm like, yay. And then it's to school. To, yeah. And to, just, you're like, well, wouldn't you take, I don't know, their father? And she yeah. says, honey, Stan can't make it. He's having some work done on his Mercedes or his kidneys. I really wasn't paying it. Ah, um, so funny. This, this scene makes me really laugh. This is a great Jack and Karen scene. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> the turnaround, the idea that you bear your heart to her and say that, you know, that, a school is like a hospital is for other people that it hurts you and it scares you and for and you tell her why and she just completely becomes a bully it's so yeah, funny to me i know it is funny it's uh, it's awfully mean but it it's is really funny <laughs> give me um, your lunch money mcfairyland yeah and then in jim colucci's book fabulously uncensored there's a a, a little blurb in kenny that the writers had been waiting to use this joke mcfairyland i guess and that it was in fact the entire reason why jack was given the last name of mcfarland this surprised me the, even yeah, though i so. read jim's book i just seeing this here he was like wow imagine planting a seed like that yeah. knowing one day We'll have a Jack McFarland joke. Yeah, um, and that's why we're going to call him McFarland. Right, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, she taunts the heck, the hell out of me, <laughs> and at the end of it, <laughs> oh god, kids, kids can, can be, be so, so cruel. <laughs> it's a great really, Karen moment. Yeah, really funny. Just Jack and then we're back in in Will and Grace's apartment. Now this becomes uh, a lengthy. Really funny back Ama and forth scene. Amazing. Brilliantly it, written, brilliantly acted. The, the blocking, everything was so beautiful. The fact that we were using the apartment and the hallway and Grace's apartment. We never go inside hers, but the fact that we have that door for them to disappear into. Mm -hmm. uh, some really, really good comedy here. Um, we're going to go see the Elvis Costello concert with them. We've lied to Rob and Ellen about me being sick. Mm -hmm. uh, and then suddenly they're at the door. Yeah. And that very funny little peephole sort of fish yeah. lens. Really funny. Shot. Uh, really cute. And then I, I love this kind of thing where we are just walking on eggshells, making shit up, desperately trying not to, uh, to drop the ball. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just r really funny, really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, it seems like um, a nightmare to write because the traffic and the reason for yeah. exiting, entering, going back and then switching. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see. And then, I don't know if you noticed, um, I, you know, I love these things. There's a couple of shots where the camera tilts up just a little too far and you can see the <laughs> stage lights that are lighting the scene. Didn't yeah, yeah. see that. I love that stuff. But I love it. I love it yeah. because it's this, people do forget 
yeah. for the last 25 years. Once every other week, somebody doesn't know that we had a real audience or that we were really shooting live. And it's, yeah. it's kind of a fun reminder. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I love your... <laughs> That you had a line that made me laugh out loud, which was, um, you, you said, um, Grace, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you crazy? We're going to be late for Elvis Costello, right? And then, <laughs> yeah. and then she says she, br she brought you soup or something. And you go, oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. And then the whole, uh, the, uh, we try to get rid of them before. Uh, right. So they're in the apartment. That's why, that's, that's why we can't let uh, Ellen come in to pee, so she's going to pee over there. But <laughs> I love this conceit that we have to get rid of Rob, too. So Ellen, yeah. we'll get rid of Ellen for a second into uh, Grace's apartment. Right. And then uh, Grace is like, oh, Rob, why don't, why don't you go with her? Why, why would I do I that? Do that? <laughs> and I, I like this delivery where I say, um, because you love her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Grace's. That's not me. That's Grace. But just the, the desperation of, uh, and the salesmanship of that. Yes. That he, that he goes, uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, well, I must because I love her. If I don't go follow her to the bathroom, that means I don't love her. I say, come on, buddy, be a man. I yeah. do it for Grace. Yeah. And, and Tom's delivery of, yeah, sorry, honey, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Is really, really, really fun. funny. And then it comes back later when when when, when Kai says something, I think. Uh, yes, it, 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 it recurs in the same scene. But I just, I, so like I say, I'm an Elvis Costello fan, and I love that Will gets to, uh, Gets to sing "Pump It Up" and pretend to play, yeah, <laughs> the bass. I don't know, is and do an English accent. Uh, uh, that made me really happy. But we get caught. We get caught having fun and dancing, and uh, and she says, "Oh my God, he's, it's it's gotten worse. He's got a fever." Yeah, and Rob says, "Why were you dancing?" I go, "It's a boogie fever." Yeah, it's which gave me a lot of joy. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> well, I um, love this one that. Ellen can't pee in there because Grace has no toilet, toilet paper. paper. Right. And she's just, you know, he's a, he's a magazine, Village Voice, or, or possibly Mademoiselle. And uh, and she says no. And Grace says, come on, Gwyneth Paltrow's on the cover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the idea of wiping yourself uh, with, with Gwyneth Paltrow as, as if that's a sales technique. <laughs> like, you know, Gwyneth Horrible. Paltrow. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, wait, this is the thing. This is the thing I was talking about. And then somehow Will asks why Kai can't go down and get the cab himself. And come on, man, I got to go with her. <laughs> That's right. That's like, what I was referring like, to. Like we, we, we made up something ridiculous, but it turns out it was actually quite, quite normal to go pee yeah. with your uh, better half. Also, you know, it's so funny when you say in the scene, yeah, um, you know, we just wanted a, a change. I mean, we were looking for, you know, something more exciting. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is something. I'm, and then I was like, Will, couldn't Will have just said something like, we're looking to do something different instead of something yeah. more exciting? <laughs> I think we had to hit them with the truth. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that they uh, were, so they would turn later. Yeah. Hey guys, elevating your style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, you can get high-end versatile pieces at prices you can actually afford. Grab some luxury essentials that sync with your vibe and your wallet. Quince has all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit active wear. And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Also, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, responsible manufacturing 
practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I ordered the Mongolian Cashmere Crew Neck Sweater. I love, love, love it. It's super, super soft. It's very warm. It's like wearing a sweater. And they just got even more of their Mongolian cashmere line back in stock. I'm so excited. They got a full zip or like a pullover hoodie, a turtleneck sweaters, and they all look so, so, so comfy. I love it. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Jack Will for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Jack Will to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Jack Will. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. And now we're back to the elementary school. Uh, you know, <laughs> this was my Nam, man. Yeah. This is a really, this is a great area uh, for, for Jack. Um, yeah. It reminded it me of like the reboot. Remember that scene that I had with the kid in the reboot? Yeah. Yeah. And there's cool. been a few, you have a few of these. Um, and so does Karen has, has a few of these over the, there's, there's a upcoming episode with her and her son. Mm -hmm. um, this, then of course your son eventually, and you will yeah. have several of these sort of, let me be of service because I've been through this stuff. And I, I guess this is really the first one. Yeah. I'm they, 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 they loved writing Jack with um, teaching lessons and um, yeah. to, to people who need them. Uh, you know, um, eventually, not yet, but I, shortly after this time, uh, you know, a big um, message from the gay community to younger people was it, it gets better. Yeah. And this right. was one of those it gets better episodes. Right. For sure. I love that. The uh, And the secretary came out is Amy Crowfoot again. Hi, Amy. We love our Amy. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Messing stand in always yeah from moment one right through to the end of the reboot and yeah and again you'll see her in the background you'll see her have a line here or there all throughout the entire series as like probably 80 different characters <laughs> yeah and and often uh would be would play deb in a scene if you know if deb couldn't you know was couldn't make that rehearsal that day so um a lot of opportunities and and she'd probably do occasionally megan too i don't know she was yeah, just yeah. all purpose we could always yeah. rely on amy i love it the, um, um, and then the three kids run in, and the and Todd and Curtis are are the kid bullies, and yeah. then I I sat like like not remembering this episode, of course, which is why we're doing the podcast. Right. I watching going, boy, this is like it's so it's very after school special. It's, it already feels like as soon as they entered, I felt like it's a very special episode of Will and Grace, right? And then so I love that the writers kind of called ourselves out on it by saying this macho bully schoolyard crap is so 1983 i could vomit <laughs> <laughs> which is so true um uh, but, but there he is there is penn badgley in his first yes. television appearance running in and 
I know what Penn Badgley looks like, but yeah. I couldn't see him in that I couldn't kid. either. I couldn't either. I was just like, huh. Yeah. We'll have to ask him about that. I mean, we all changed a lot, but. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, uh, so they start, um, we start um, sitting down and I start trying to help him through this uh, life lesson of how to get through bullying and all this stuff. And uh, he reveals, John, John reveals he's wrote a one-man show. And I love that the audience is way ahead of us already. And uh, uh, I can't yeah. believe Just Jack had already become a thing so far. Oh my God, I mean, we, we have Just Jacked it so many times. I, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but <laughs> we have Just Jacked it so many times mm -hmm. in what I guess now is what, 27 episodes, 24? Yeah. Um, it's come up a lot. And <clears throat> I think I'd forgotten too, just how early it took and how big a part of the show it was. Yeah, I have no idea. It's only the second season. Yeah. But anyway. But I love this message that... When you, I've used this a lot, to be honest, in my own life. The idea yeah. that your revenge is years away when they have bad shoes and bad marriages and they're balding. Um, and the kid doesn't really get it because why would he? But in my own life, I've just, because I was bullied too. I was yeah. bullied in second, third, fourth grade up till, up till sixth. And my raison d'etre often is just knowing I was going to go on and have a wonderful life and, 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 and a career that I really enjoy. Yeah. And there's just some little part of me going, those guys are watching me on TV because their wife is saying, come on, Will and Grace is on. He's like, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Or maybe he loves the show. Maybe they love the show and they don't even remember that they were, that they taunted me. But there yeah. is, you know, the best revenge is living well. That's true. I agree. Success is the best revenge. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, back in Will's apartment. This is such a fantastic It's fantastic. I remember scene. rehearsing this scene and from moment one just going, this is an area that I, I love for them, that they are so hungover mm -hmm. uh, and, and that we get to just all of the the way I might normally deliver a joke. It's just gone because we're too hungover. Yeah. And I love that. that, that mm -hmm. I love her... Her asking a really quiet question, me going, "Why are you screaming, screaming at, at me?" me. <laughs> and then dunking my head under the yeah. sink. I love that. And then when she says, "I think I got my nipple pierced," <laughs> <laughs> I, I look right in her shirt, <laughs> gay man with no interest in the nipple, going, uh, oh, "That's your earring." Nah. <laughs> I love that. And then the end is so fast. When Greg Grace, you be Will, I'll be Grace. So, what time are we hooking up with them tonight? Midnight. It's gonna be wild. This whole week has been wild. I know. They're crazy. They're fantastic. I hate them. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and as we talked about last week, on the exit, what makes yeah. this so funny is that, she, is that one of us is exiting while we're delivering these lines. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Just Jack and Bill. And then Karen says, you call, you call me down to this godforsaken place tell me my kids made the honor roll. My honor roll? Honey, my time is precious. Call me when one of them gives birth at the prom. <laughs> <laughs> She's disappointed that it all went so well. Yeah. Um, but I love, you know, we've had now this runner, I think the last five episodes, <laughs> Megan has looked at someone and said, what are you looking at? Mm -hmm. But she usually gives them a mean name. In this case, she says, what are you looking at? And he goes, your shoes. And uh, so many other actors in her case would have said, oh, they're good, right? But she just, in this sultry, low voice uh -huh. to an eight-year-old, goes, they're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. She, yeah. That's and she really funny. It's so... I know. So funny. Um, and, of course, invites the kid to drinks with you guys. Um, 
Yeah. And, you coming? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And then we shake, and then we shake hands and he's going to be with the notion that he's going to be fine. I do some little Jack flourish. Oh, it's a remember, lovely little flourish. I remember Jimmy that. telling me to, to do that. I thought that was good. That was Jimmy's idea. I thought, I thought that was really cool. Like uh, success. It's like a success. success. And, and yeah. just, I, I used my, I used my pain for, for good to, yeah. to help others. My special um, powers. But it was just, it was interesting to go, I, I all of a sudden, I flashed forward to Megan, I think it was with, with your son, uh, you know, playing Xbox. <laughs> this is like, I don't know, several seasons down the line. But, oh, yeah. You know, and, and she has to sort of babysit. What's his name? What's his name? Elliot? Oh, yeah. What's that's your son's right. name? Um, Mason? No, no, that's her son is Mason. Oh, my son's name is Elliot, yeah. Elliot, yeah. And she and Elliot have an evening together where they sort of sort of feel each other out. And at the yeah. end, he basically says, hey, you know, maybe you can back, come back sometime and play Xbox. And she said, I'd like that, kid. Yeah. And then after he leaves, <laughs> she says, oh, this thing's called an Xbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like sticks in my head. And then there's another one we see you fun. and... Uh, Megan go to see her son at the swim. Yes, I remember that. So there's a lot of these things where mixing the insane Jack and Karen characters with young people is, yeah. uh, we, we do it a lot and I love it. Yeah, I remember that Xbox line. That is really funny. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good joke. Um, and then we finished the show. We're at the Olive Garden and you do that, the voiceover thing again is so funny. It's so funny. I, I, th I do think it recurs again, but I, I don't remember I love that. You guys aren't even looking at each other, which is right. the joke, but I mean, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then two little bits from Jim Calusi's uh, book. Uh, Tom Gallup says, as a thank you for bringing us back again and again throughout the season, Lee Allen and I got the producers a present, a gift basket from the Olive Garden. <laughs> love that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that either. Um, and Lee Allen says uh, that her dad, in real life, her dad wants to go to the Olive Garden. Uh, and she's always too embarrassed to go uh, because as soon as they step inside, he'll say to anybody that will listen, you know, my daughter did an Olive Garden episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how her dad talks. That, I'm, if I close my eyes, it's like her dad's in front of me. Pop culture references. Here we go. The Olive Garden, Obvi. Obvi. Uh, the artist formerly known and later again known as Prince. Peter Gabriel. Elvis Costello. The Village Voice. Mademoiselle. Gwyneth Paltrow. Batgirl. The Palm. And yes, the palm. We've all had a bite of the palm. Well, that was 209. I never promised you an Olive Garden. And when we come back, we're going to be asking Penn Badgley about one scene he had with two lines 24 years ago. And honestly, I can't wait to hear what he remembers. So stick around because it's still just Jack and Will. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, You'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high-quality organic dairy ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. You hear that? Your dog knows. Spring is coming sooner than you think. But the warmer weather also means that fleas and ticks are coming back. <laughs> fleas are an itchy nuisance and can easily get into your home, furniture, and beds, which can be terrible. Ticks are even worse. They're hard to spot but can carry disease and get your dog really sick. 
PetMed's pharmacists connect directly with your vet to save you time and deliver the best flea and tick products for your pet. PetMed's offers low prices on all flea and tick meds, including Nexgard, Simperica, and more. Visit PetMeds.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 40% on your first auto ship order. That's PetMeds.com promo code PODCAST for 40% off your first auto ship order. Welcome back, everybody. Our guest today is a very successful actor with well-loved roles in shows like Gossip Girl, Eric's favorite show, You, on Netflix. He got a big break in The Young and the Restless. He had leading roles in movies like John Tucker Must Die. That was a good movie. The Stepfather, Easy A, Margin Call. But his very first on screen, this is wild, was his boy number one in our show, Will and Grace. Everybody, please welcome him. It's Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. Hello, gentlemen. There I'm sorry is. if I kept you waiting. Ken Badly. I mean, this is so cool. Uh, yet again, Penn, thank you so much for doing I know. this. This is the coolest. Thank you. Yeah, you're yeah so, of course. You're so no, sweet to take the me. time. Um, it's so much fun because we we, we first started uh, talking about doing this podcast. Sure, we thought, well, hopefully one day, you know, Alec Baldwin and the people. But I really wanted to talk to the people that perhaps got their start or, or have memories. Of, and in your case... Not only was this your first on screen, Which right? Was my, yeah. was my mind. Yeah, yeah, but but was. you were twelve. Yeah, <laughs> I just love, uh, and so and it's, it's amazing how fast four years go by. So you're eighteen. <laughs> yeah, just about. I'm going to be incredible. nineteen in January. So you know, <laughs> wow, you look incredible. Uh, <laughs> now, what is your What are your memories of? Of this, I, I assume your mother was there, or or some yeah, kind of guardian. Yeah, she was, and my aunt actually, which I, you know, man, I haven't. You would think in prep for this, I would have maybe thought about it more. I, I, I haven't really. Um, That's okay. My aunt was there too because I mean, look, you guys were that, sh- that. This was at its peak, I think. No, no, no. Your peak lasted a long time, but it was at the huge. beginning of I mean, it. Yeah, and, and we this was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, to be on network, yeah, television, to be on NBC, yeah. like I mean, you guys were the pinnacle of like it's an experience, and I mean that with the with the um the live audience which was like i think a bit more live than they are now um oh for sure yeah it, it 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 was really and i mean i'm only doubting it because it seems um cartoonishly you know hitting all of the stereotypes but i'm pretty sure james burroughs was the director yeah, yeah that's correct of every yeah. single yeah. episode yeah. yeah every single yeah there was not one episode what? of Will and grace 248 yeah. episodes or whatever it was yeah how on earth wow yeah, I, I know I, and every, a, all, a, on almost every episode of cheers he directed oh yeah I, um, okay okay uh, but wait wait so say it again how old were you again when you were, you were i was 12 i definitely 12. was 12 okay, so, so it so would have been in august of of 1999 and i t- my right. birthday's in november so i was almost 13 okay great so the so at 12 years old everything you just said nbc jimmy burroughs oh my god oh did yeah. that did you did you understand that like at 12 i mean or? yeah definitely but you know child actors can be very precocious and hip to what's happening and and that's part of if you're succeeding i think what you've got i definitely could grasp it but but at the same time i think back now i, I think i would be much more nervous now you know you just you yeah. just don't know what you don't know yeah right and and i i think if anything i can't remember shooting it probably because I, it was very nerve-wracking i can remember right. being on set and seeing you guys and you guys seeming like icons and um 
You know, that, 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 yeah, I mean, I remember everything around it. I remember the craft service table. Yeah, I remember yeah, the course. audience. I remember <laughs> like the reaction that my mom and, do, and do my you remember, sister had. Do you remember the audition? I, um, it's okay. Yes, actually. Yes, yes, I do. Um, I remember getting the call back and it was a very big deal because mm-hmm. it seemed gettable. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're often going out for things you just know you're not going to get. Like it's yeah. auditioning is is um, for anybody who's listening. I don't know how interesting it is. Auditioning can be can be such a painful process, and mm-hmm. it's full of rejection, all this stuff. So this was like it felt attainable. It felt like it's five lines. I'm pretty sure. Right. I've always said in my yeah. mind five lines. I don't know if that's true, but I, I'm pretty sure it's five lines. I think in the end it was and two. But you probably, it changes over the course of the week. So you probably had five lines in the, in the yeah, audition. Yeah, right. I remember getting on the phone with my manager and her basically trying to give me line readings. And even at that age, I was like, I, I, I really don't want these line readings and I think I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it was that sort of thing, like, like in the car, like the, the, the anxiety and anticipation. And, and I just, yeah, I do recall it feeling um, huge. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now you went on to become a star of single camera shows, obviously Gossip Girl. Yeah. And as we've said several times in this podcast, my fave, you, I think you, oh, are, br- I think you are brilliant in you. Oh, thank you. Really that. brilliant. And I, I was really just, appreciate that. to refresh my memory, you know, I went back, um, y- yesterday actually, and watched the pilot again. Cause I just, I just think it's, it's one of the great performances. Um, I really appreciate that. We were um, saying you should have won many awards. In yeah, your no, I thought that was uh, oh, that whole season yeah. was um, Emmy winning for you. Should have been, but uh, that first job was a whole other animal. It was sitcom. Was there? Do you have any memories of going? Oh, I'd like to do more of this, or was it more like, yeah, I don't need this audience sort of thing? Well, I think to do it, I think to do it the way you guys did it is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think I knew, I probably knew by the time I was in age, I, it wasn't what I thought I was pursuing. However, you know, it's theater. I started in theater, so it felt theatrical. It felt, yeah. it, it, you know, you're just, you're, 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 you're taking anything you can get. Yeah, yeah. Really. Right. And yeah, hold on, hold on. My dog is, uh, my dog is, well, you'll be able to cut this out. I, ha- I had to bring him today, so I'm sorry. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Come up here. Oh, I want to uh, see. Sometimes he's so quiet and sometimes he's not. We love dogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, so sweet. You know, watching the watching the um the pilot again of you, I was reminded of the scenes you have with the kid that are so moving. The kid yeah. is on, on the stairs outside and his parents are fighting or fucking or both, and you take such good care of him. And I, I it I made me think. Because you started so young and you were started on our show, did when you were dealing with that kid who may have done a lot of work mm. before, who knows? But did memories come back to you of like, hey, now I'm now I'm the lead and I want to talk to this kid in a way that he'll remember as being helpful or or compassionate? Yeah. Well, I mean, the spirit of what you're saying is like, you know, how how do I feel about that time in life? Like, mm-hmm. you know, twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is I, I. This is not an ad for my own podcast, but that is why I have a podcast that is. No, like we want to talk about it. We, we want to talk well, about so, it. So, so, so we can. But I think more specifically, as it relates to like that. First of all, Luca. Um, Luca played right. Uh, what was that kid's name? Paco. Paco is the character name. Um, whenever I'm working with somebody that age, and it happens every now and then, you know. Yeah. 
I am thinking like, man, what are you going, what, what's, how do you see all this? And mm-hmm. you can never really know because you'll ask mm-hmm. them. And I'm sure if anybody had asked me when I was on your set, like, what do you think of all this? I would have been like, wow, it's amazing. It's, I'm so happy. But it's also like, it's, I, look, I'm not going to lie. It's very intense. And, yeah. and, and at that age, you're just, you're having all these new experiences and all these new ideas and thoughts yeah. and feelings. So. I'm always just so surprised that like when you're a kid, like you were on the, on the show, like you already said it and we already talked about it, but God bless the confidence. Like, I, 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 I yeah. how do you, it, it, well, I would have see, freaked this is what out. I'm, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, it does not, I was not a confident kid. It does not read to the kid who's do. at least for me, it did not read as confidence. I mean, uh, it, I, I don't know that I can put it into words, but, but it's funny talking to you two now. It, it is transporting me in this way. I can feel how confident I wasn't. I can feel how insecure, wow. how, how interesting, how, I mean, how cripplingly insecure I was, how, how when you're looking out at the world of adults, it feels like a different world. I mean, specifically you too. Yeah. And that's um, so nice. You didn't have to say we look exactly the same, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so sweet of you. It was and definitely I mean, inferred. It, it, it definitely like, because, and it, you know, the, the same would have been true for Megan and Deborah, but because you're men, I was looking at you and I'm not, I don't have some specific memory of looking at you guys and being like, I want to be like that. But, but, but I know that I was looking at you guys and just being like, how the hell do I get there? Ah, uh, that's <laughs> so nice. And, 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 and I don't mean it like, uh, I want that. Uh, how do I, it's a little bit like, how am I going to make it there? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? That goes for every actor at every level, everywhere, all the time, and other professions too. It's like you look at people like, how yeah. do I get there? It never ends, you know? Well, yeah. I know for, uh, for me, if, yeah. my the, theater for, was early on from like first grade right to the end of high school, but it was always just that. It was just school. So I wasn't looking at, I wasn't competing with or acting mm. with grownups who had made a career choice. You know, everyone else was just the same as me. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think, the part that must be interesting is that uh, your parents, your aunt, I mean, are they looking at it like, just have fun. If this is, if you, if it's fun, great. If it's not fun, we won't do it. Or are they saying, come on, honey, you're good. This, there's a career here. I, did, there- I had just transitioned from, you know, community theater, basically, in Washington State. Mm-hmm. We were doing everything with kids your age. Right. Mm-hmm. And this was... I had done a few plays where everybody was the age as they should be, plenty of adults. And that I loved. That Mm -hmm. was what made me want to become an actor and commit my life to it because I felt like I was a part of, you know, you're not being treated only like a child. You're being treated like a a person. You're being treated like like somebody who's potentially a very talented artist and who's got something in them that others want to empower and encourage. So there's something about a set, the best version of a set that can be an incredibly stimulating place. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's the Hollywood tropes that yep. are going to be present yep. to some degree that for any kid actors out there, you know, just pray you avoid them as you can. <laughs> yeah, all. yeah, for sure. Um, tell us about Podcrush because are you having fun doing it and uh, tell people who don't know what it is. So ours is called Pod Podcrush. Is your podcast. It is me, my co-hosts, Nava Kavlin and Sophie Ansari. They both actually were former middle school teachers slash administrators, but that's not even why we started this. We, hmm. you know, our conversations first were around like that age, because I think hmm. often of, I, I always go back to 12 year old me when I think of like, uh, just all of this, like it was the age that I started pursuing it. And it just it just has that you know it's it's when quote unquote normal life 
sort of stopped. Stopped, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and you become, and you just start to, you just start to become self-aware just a little bit, just enough, you know. And then so the the basic premise was exploring this period of youth from about twelve to fifteen as a unique period where you know if if a if a if a kid gets the right sort of encouragement and empowerment, mm-hmm. they, it, it can it can really change the trajectory of their lives and they can become. Mm-hmm. A, a unique sort of spearhead for social change in their in their neighborhoods and so that sounds very high-minded by the way it was just no it's you know, uh, right up my thing. alley i love that but <laughs> we were just talking about i love that stuff we were just talking about I, obviously stating the obvious it's how it's wild that you're here today about a sh- about an episode having to do with middle school and you have this yeah. <laughs> podcast called podcast and bullying, about middle yeah, school. And, yeah. and it's uh, totally I mean, it's true yeah it's and i mean wild. you know it's funny i can always remember i mean the, i don't remember hardly anything probably because it was so intense and I was so nervous, but I remember that line, uh, I said, you can put your makeup in it. There's, yeah. there's scarcely anything else I can recall, Yeah. but that's like, you know, I'll yeah. remember that for better or worse for the rest of my life. You can, like you can really apply will. it to so many other things. You can put your makeup in it. You just say, <laughs> just say it to whoever is ever having trouble putting makeup on. Like if you have an empty water bottle, you just say, put your makeup, yeah, you put in, your makeup in it. Yeah. No, I, I may have mentioned this on the show and I may not, Shani, I don't know, but uh, that in sixth grade, so I'm 12. Yeah. Um, I had one close buddy. We were we were the that's all all we had was each other. And in of course everybody thought we were gay or called us gay. And there was one day at lunch when the whole schoolyard had planned this thing, and they snatched us, they held us together, and the class clown married us. Hmm. Oh my god! And that is wow. that's my you know put your makeup in your purse moment. It's yeah, the moment wow. that I went. Okay, I can either be destroyed by this, or I can be driven. Or I can by become it. a gay icon. That's yes. right. I mean, <laughs> a straight gay icon. <laughs> it has driven me yeah. my whole professional life. Um, started. That's wild. There. I never. You never told me that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty poignant story, actually. Yeah, and, and of if course, we, and, and on the opposite of that is if that was done to me, I would applaud it. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you would have a reception afterwards. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny? Isn't it actually funny that like at that age, no matter what you are, the humiliation is being forced to yep. do what you're not. That's right. Like if you're exactly gay, right. it's like, you can't be gay. You're going right. to be ostracized for that. Right. That's and right. if you're, of course, straight and you want to have a, you want to have a male part friend. Yeah. You appear yeah. Is, is <laughs> gay in any way. shamed for that. You know? so yeah. Yeah. I know. It all comes down to parenting, teaching, yeah. all yeah. of that stuff. And then mean, what we were talking about before, uh, Sean, is compassion. We were just using that, yeah. that word as sort of a, the, yeah, the word, of, teach kids the word of the year. Um, anyway, uh, Penn, this is so sweet that you came to talk to us today. We really appreciate yeah. it. it. And this is chat, so man. cool. Nice to see like you. The, yeah, it's always so great to yeah. see you. I, I no, love thank it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a it's a nice little poignant um, trip down memory lane. So. Yeah, I love it too. It's so good to see you. Yeah, and I was, I continue to be a big fan, and uh, you're clearly preparing to play Charles Manson. So um, <laughs> a very <laughs> handsome Charles. Manson. A very handsome. If, you, if you, people can't see, you, they can only hear. But he's looking like the most a beard. handsome serial killer of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, buddy. All, All right. right. Thanks for joining Thank us. You we'll, we'll talk Take to you. Take care, Penn. Thanks, right, Penn. Bye. Terrence. Shh. 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 <laughs> We're going to use that. That was really, that was really a treat. And it yeah. brought back a lot of memories of, uh, not of him in that episode, because I, I probably didn't talk to him, but everything he was experiencing as a 12 year old. And, and uh, it was just amazing to talk for about. For sure. And also really wild to just kind of. <laughs> 
just the meta of it of like, wait, we were on a set with him at that age and he's now yeah. this age. It's really cool. Indeed. Uh, before we let you all go for the week, let's check out the digital mailbag and see what the listeners want to know. This week we have a voicemail, which I love, from Garrett Black, a big fan from China who has a question for us. Hmm. Hi, Sean. Hi, Eric. This is Garrett from China. I've been a huge fan of this show since 2016. It's always been a comfort show to me, and I watch repeatedly over the years, especially now I'm working in a different country. It feels like a home away from home. So I have a question for you guys. I have always wondered because life itself is never always smooth and you must have some bad days in your life and you have to come work in well and grace. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering when it happened, how did you guys mm -hmm. as brilliant actors address yourself and put on a happy face and act out all the jokes to brighten so many viewers? Thank you so much. I love your podcast. It gives me more new aspect for the show. I will keep listening. Thank you so much. Oh, Garrett's so sweet. Hi, Very Garrett. Sweet. Thank you. And a, and a really and a good a really good question. Um, yeah, that is a good question because it's a good question for anybody. How do you go to work and deliver uh, when life is giving you lemons? Um, mm. I just my gut response is just because it was. Will and Grace, because that yeah. set, yeah. I always referred to it as a sandbox that the four of us played in. Yeah. And had all of these adult supervisors, to, you know, letting us be children and silly. And and there were there was a lot of stress uh, here and there with with you know scripts that weren't ready yet or or um, sometimes interpersonal stuff. But it was ultimately when we would do a run through of, of a given episode for the writers and the laughs would come. I mean, it, it always made me. Grateful that, that that's the job I have. Well, that's what it is. It's it's being grateful because, you know, when you're pounding, first of all, when you decide to pursue a job in the thing that you want and the thing that you love, yeah. the joy comes easily. And uh, so for me, I still to this day drive on a lot like Universal, Paramount, Fox, whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Because as a kid, I was like, that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So so that's a big part of how you find the joy. Sure, you have the bad days. But also, and, and then the second part is um, when you're getting paid to do a job, you don't have a choice but to show up and be joyful and to deliver the goods. Because <laughs> that's yeah. what, you know, people always say like, if you if you do a play or Eric, you just did your play, I just did my play. It's like, how, people are like, how did you memorize all those lines? And I would say, because it, I'm getting paid to memorize them. Like, I, it's my job. I have to memorize them. Um, but also, I, I going back to what I, I was saying to Penn earlier, that's that, you know, it's for me, acting was nothing but joy until I finally got paid in, you know, in my yeah. 20s. But it was something I only associate with being 100% voluntary, 100% joyful. Yeah. It's what I wanted to do. So even when I'm not getting paid, I like memorizing lines. I love making people laugh. I yeah. love having people like Sean make me laugh. And, and so like that's, Eric, and that's why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Garrett, I hope that I could actually talk about that for a long time, but I I'll know, save so everybody. The, uh, but thanks for your question, Garrett. And thank you for even calling from China. That's so cool. I didn't know we people listen to us in China. That's awesome. Um, remember, all of you can send in your own questions, especially about season two episodes we have coming up. Uh, email them to justjackandwill at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 818-308-4012, 818-308-4012. We might play it on the show. As we just did with Garrett. 
-hmm. Next week's episode is a fun one, uh, a really fun one. Uh, episode 210 is called Tea and a Total Lack of Sympathy. I always remember this episode, but I'd forgotten that that was the title. It's uh, one of those rare Will and Karen and then Jack and Grace episodes uh, where some of uh, some of us are going to go on the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> and some of us are forced to sing I Honestly Love You by Olivia Newton-John in a high key. Uh-oh. Who do we have as our guest, Sean? I can't wait to see that one. Um, our guest, oh my God, this will be so much fun. We're talking uh, to our friend, my co-star in Promises, Promises, an actual stage legend, Kristen Chenoweth will be here. She had a sitcom at NBC right around 2001. I remember that. Um, she knows Broadway. We just got back from Broadway. She's going to watch the episode, talk with us about it. She'll let us know how high is too high for a key. She'll probably demonstrate as well. Uh, it's going to be a blast. How does that make you feel, Eric? I'm not going to lie to you. I feel great. Me too. Come on. Buy me a latte, you big liar. Bye. Just Jack and Will is produced by Smartless Media. Produced, engineered, and edited by Devin Tory Bryant. That's me. Our talent producer is Ann Harris. Our associate producer is Maddie McCann. Invaluable assistance by Michelle Laparo and Nick Dote. Music by Scott Eisnogel, Lior Rosner, and Raina Larson. Although the Just Jack and Will sting is my fault. Executive producers are Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Executive producers for Smartless Media are Richard Corson and Bernie Kaminsky. Meet you back here next week for more Just Jack and Will. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Just Jack and Will early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.